Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. Today, I am chatting once again with my very good friend, Jody Brown, and we are having a little different conversation today. We are talking about permission to pivot. I think a lot of times that we think that when we make a decision, it's like our decision forever. It's the decision for the rest of our life. But what we don't realize is shit gets in our way and life happens and... And sometimes we just change our mind or we want to do something different or we're being called to change things up. And I think a lot of times we get in our own way. So we're having a conversation today about pivoting, what that can look like, what that feels like, and we're giving you permission to pivot, whatever that means for you in your current world. I love chatting with Jodi. You've heard her on here before and you will probably hear her on here again. So definitely let me know what you think of this episode. And once again, do not forget the Bye Bye Debt Blueprint. Go, I cannot talk. Bye Bye Debt Blueprint, say that three times fast, um, is still available. And again, if you are using the Cash Confidence Stylist code, you're going to get $10 off. So if you are struggling with getting out of debt and you're feeling like you don't know where to start, you're feeling unorganized, you don't really have a plan, you're just throwing money at all of your loans and cards and just don't feel like anything is actually happening, then you want to go grab that. It's in the show notes. Um, And like I said, you'll get $10 off. So it's only $37. Um, So definitely uh, get that for yourself and enjoy this amazing message because honestly, I think everybody needs to hear it. Mrs. Jodi Brown, how are you today? I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. I always love talking to you and recording and I can't wait for this conversation. I'm excited to have this conversation because it's one that I have been thinking about for a couple of years, actually, mm-hmm. um, where I think that there is this misconception that when you make a decision, whether it's in your business, well, let's just say in your business, your life too, but that you have to stick with that decision for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. 
So I'm so guilty about this. of this. <laughs> yeah. Let's, so let's talk about this a little bit. Um, tell me your experience with this, how this kind of translates for you. So I think for me, I've been really marinating the, on this topic a lot recently because there have been so many changes in focus and for me personally. So that has looked like things like um, you know, changing the focus in my business. And I did a really hard pivot, which in a couple ways was actually a little bit simpler. So obviously as a few years ago now, um, I stepped away from my behind the chair business completely. And I stepped into the business that I now have. So when I first started, and I, I I've really been thinking about this a lot. So when I first started, I was educating on what I knew which at that time, what I did really, really well, what I had been very successful in was building a clientele as a hairstylist using Instagram. So when I entered the world of education, it was, I I think I might've talked about this before, even on this podcast, but I went to a class and um, I realized that was the first time I realized that not everyone knew what I knew and that a lot of people, cause I saw all these big educators and I was like, well, there's already someone teaching Instagram and there's already someone teaching this. And so going to this class and realizing, okay, not everyone knows how to market themselves. This is still very overwhelming. This is how I can help our industry. So that is what I did when I transitioned out. I also was working, doing some social media management for brands and for other educators, for actually a salon owner as well. So that was really where my transition began. And that to me was something I could understand because it was not an evolution so much as like a hard change. Mm. I am someone who thrives on change, believe it or not. So this is something I actually really, really enjoy. What I later realized that I struggled with was allowing myself to evolve beyond that first thing. And so it was kind of like, and it's funny actually, because my um, virtual assistant who's been with me from day one is one of the people who, you know, as I was kind of going through this, this evolution, because now I'm not a social media manager anymore. I have a team. So I've built a full content marketing agency. And so now I act as like the creative director. Um, I'm the strategist behind that. And slowly over time, every piece I've let go of doing myself to allow myself to really pour in has been tough. So when I look back at it, the decision to actually bring on a team member in the first place was very difficult. It was almost like required a little bit of an ego death on my part, because I know that we've all been here as hairstylists. Like when someone says, Oh, you're the only person that can do my hair. It is such an ego boost. Right. And even you, like we have worked together since, since then, like, since I was a solo, um, solo entrepreneur in that side of my business. And I remember talking to my clients. I think we even had this conversation being like, you know, would it be okay if someone else was doing this? I was very, very insecure. Mm -hmm. And the common consensus was like, I mean, no, like if as like you being able to do what you're good at is going to make that service better. So that's kind of the first realization, right? And as I'm looking back now, I see that I have evolved 
out of necessity because I'm only one person. Where I get, where I trip up and where I think this is why I was excited to have this conversation is the next evolution is conscious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that next conscious evolution, for whatever reason, feels so much more challenging. So what I'm hearing you say is that sometimes we evolve naturally. Like we don't necessarily do it on purpose. It just kind of flows that way because we're growing, because we're needing different things within our business or within our life. Um, But sometimes there is a moment when you have to go, something has to change. And then that is where the consciousness comes in. And you're like, now I have to make a choice. It's not like a natural progression of change. I remember... um, I remember this happening to me. So when I started getting into education, I had my own suite um, and it was just me in the suite. I had to stock all the things, do all the things, you know, and I realized that going into education, I was going to need a little bit more time. So I chose to go to booth rental. So I didn't have to stock all the things I could literally, I mean, I have to stock my color. That's not hard. Right. But like, I literally could just walk in don't have to worry about cleaning the place on Friday night. Didn't have to worry. You know what I mean? Like didn't have to worry about all kinds of things. I could just walk in, do the hair and walk and and go home. And I remember feeling like everyone was going to think I failed at my suite. Right. And I remember feeling like, like that, you know, making this change of what other people are going to say, I shouldn't be in my mind. I was backtracking quote unquote in that moment. Right. Right. The thing is, nobody said that to me, not a single person. Nobody was like, Misty, you're backtracking. Misty, your salon suite failed. Misty. Nobody said that. Who said that? The tiny little bitch voice in my head. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what happens when we do decide we want to pivot because we want to open up more time or we, what we used to do doesn't light us up anymore. Right? Like we just want to live in a place that lights us up and we have, you know, more flow. Um, and we get in our own way. Do you agree with this? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think the same goes for any, cause I think when you make a pivot or when you make a decision, it's to open up another resource, right? Because like the resources we have are our time, our money. And so when we do make a pivot to give us, give us more of either of those resources so that we can chase those things that we want. And so that we can attract those things that we want. I think that there is always that little voice in your head and every single major decision and every, whether really exciting, really scary, no matter what it looked like, even sometimes afterwards, that tends to be what triggers this, this voice, right? This imposter syndrome voice, this, um, self-doubt and this comparison. And I think that's exactly what it comes from. And so I completely agree. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because we look at other people. I look at people in the industry, especially educators and stuff, and I watch them evolve, right? We watch them through the screen evolve into a stylist and then a salon owner, and then maybe an educator, and then maybe they sell their salon, you know, because they decide that's not for them anymore. And I don't look at them and go, they failed. No, no, I never do. Like, you know, so why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, it's interesting, like, and it's, I think sometimes when we, when we create something, right, we're so 
attached to it, no matter what that is. I think that goes for business. And so the idea, but yet we can do all the things, but we can't do all the things at once. Right. And, you know, you do have to be conscious of like what gives you energy and what drains energy and what gives you time and what's taking away your time and all of these different things. There's so many factors. And I know for me, one of the things that has come up a lot recently, because I have been feeling this change, this pivot, um, my agency has grown exponentially, which has been so beautiful, so rewarding, so much fun and just so gratifying. But at the same time, that of course requires more of me. And so just the same as what you said about like stepping away from, you know, your salon suite in order to make time to be an educator, I definitely feel myself pulled in so many different directions at some times. Right. And so like moving into prioritizing, like what is what's important for me right now and not even what's important, but like, where do I need to dedicate my time and energy to grow? And so for me, one of my major values has always been like freedom and I love to travel and all of the things. So I've had this really amazing experience of starting to host retreats and starting to create intentional spaces for other educators and all of these things. That has come at the cost though of me needing to like really sit down and look at where that time is going to come from Mm. and where that energy is going to come from. Right. And so despite loving it. So I think this is the other thing, right? Is we always think that in order to let go of something, we have to be like over it and like not into it anymore what's been really tricky for me is like having multiple things that I do love, right? Multiple things that have been really impactful, multiple things that have helped people. And so like one of the things that I, you know, have decided to, and it's like a little bit of uh, behind the scenes here, but like I have decided to retire my first um, group coaching program in, in 2024 And the reason for that isn't because I don't love it. I have had the most amazing time with like the stylists I've worked with. It has been so impactful. It's been successful, like all of the things, right? So that I think is what makes it so much harder to let go of these things. But at the end of the day, where's the time for these new things coming from? And like, where do I really want to lean into right now? And for me, the answer to that is supporting our educator, like our educators and and that community of people who are impacting our industry at large. So I think that's the difficult part when it comes to evolution is sometimes you're not making decisions from things that feel bad and feel good. Sometimes it's like both of these things feel good, but what do I want to pursue? And at some, at the end of the day, like you have to make a decision at some point. It's not always easy. No, it's definitely not. And as you were talking, I was thinking about almost like making a list, right. Of like all of the things you do in your life, almost from like what you love the most to what you like the least. That doesn't mean you don't like it. It just means like it doesn't light you up as much as the thing at the top. Right. And then sometimes kind of reassessing of like, do I still need this thing? Like even, even in the the hair business, right? Like men's cuts never lit me up. 
never. They never did, not from the beginning of my career and on. And granted, they were a large portion of my business for a long time. But once I went out on my own, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I stopped. And I had to let go of of men that I liked, like enjoyed their company, but I just did not enjoy the service. And it opened up those lived in colors, those seamless blends that I like. So it's kind of the same thing is like, you only get so much time. Like you said, Mm -hmm. like there's only so much time in the day you can't create. I mean, you can create time to a certain extent, but you can't like add to the 24 hours. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's, go ahead. Sorry, it's not only time, it's also your energy, right? And like, we're all in very creative industries. And so I think that like creativity is, I don't, I don't think there's like an expiry of how much creativity you have or anything like that. But I do think that like, even the concepts of like decision fatigue and, you know, there's only so many choices that you can make. There's only so much you can be. And I, I firmly will always say like, you can't be an expert in everything. You just can't. And I think that's why for me, what feels an integrity and what feels good is to go deep and all in on certain things, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I literally keep this book for, you can't see this right now if you're listening, but there's a book called The Big Leap and it is by Gay Hendricks. And two immensely important topics are in this book. One of them is upper limiting yourself, which is so huge. And I, I think every single human being should read this book. The second concept, which is very, very important as well, is the concept of those zones of, uh, we've all heard the term zone, mm, of, the genius, zone of genius. Right? Yes. 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 What I love about this book is that it breaks it down. So basically there's four, four zones in this book, right? So the zone of incompetence, which is none of us want to spend time, right? For me, that's things like bookkeeping. Like I have a bookkeeper who is phenomenal because I'm just not good at it. And I know that I'm not good at it. And what takes her an hour probably would take me a month. So like, that's something where it's like, I don't have to be convinced to step outside of my zone of incompetence, right? Then there's your zone of competence, which is things that you're good at, like good, good enough at, could let go of. And typically a lot of us don't have the hardest time stepping away from that either. However, then we get into our zone of excellence. And in this book, like Gay Hendricks talks about the fact that a lot of people get stuck there, right? Mm. They get stuck in their zone of excellence because it's good. It's good enough. It's they're good at it, right? But it holds them back from pursuing their zone of excellence or of genius. And so that is where that is kind of like the edge that I think when when we are struggling to evolve, sometimes I feel like we're straddling those two zones and it's it's risky. It's scary to step outside of that. Right. The other funny thing about this book, which I absolutely love, is like. When I was reading this, um, when I got the idea for wanting to do retreats, which is something that I'm just so passionate and excited about, I actually was reading this book in Italy. And so James and Mesa had gone fishing for the day and I was sitting outside and I was like, have my cappuccino. And I was reading this book and I was like thinking about, okay, how can I share this with my community? Like, how can I like really... Cause I, I just like, you know, that feeling of like tangible inspiration where it's not just like a concept, but it's like, you feel like just lit up, like in a whole other way. 
that was what I was feeling when I was reading this book and when I was in this beautiful country. And I was like, this is where, like, this feels like my zone of genius, like bringing people to these beautiful places and like inspiring them and going really deep and working with them in that way. And so it's kind of full circle because I feel like I think we all really should examine, like, are we in our zone of excellence? Are we in our zone of genius? Particularly if you are in the entrepreneurial space, like, look at that and see where you can step deeper into your zone of genius. Um, and that can be through outsourcing that can be through making hard choices. Like it, it really depends on your individual circumstance, but then also for me, it's like, it, it kind of feels like a sign in some ways that, you know, you're going in the right direction. And sometimes that's all you need is like a little, you know, a little sign that you're making the right choice and, that can be the best way to bust through the feelings of doubt and imposter syndrome and all of the things. Mm, permission to pivot, right? Permission to pivot, permission to evolve. Yes. So, you know, um, you know this, Jody, but the listeners don't know this. So I've been working with Jody now for, gosh, has it been two years? It feels like two years. I don't know. Yeah. Been, yeah. But, um, and recently I hired her to do more things. So like, I very much enjoy this right here, talking on the podcast, talking with people. I very much enjoy coaching. I very much enjoy like face-to-face with somebody else. I do not like the back end. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I don't like Canva. I will have a to-do list Mm -hmm. that I will look at. And I am like, if it's all computer work, I will procrastinate it like a motherfucker. (laughs) I hate it. So recently, um, actually Brett fellows from unchained from the chair sent me a book called, um, who not how. Mm. And I read the first, the first chapter and I Voxer Jody and said, all right, I'm hiring you to do more. And what this has done for me is it has taken some of those things off of my plate. And in the past month, I have had more white space. Is that that what you call it? Like white space? Yeah. I have had more time to be in my creative genius. So like I have had more time. I show up differently in my stories. I Mm -hmm. show up, I've been recording solo podcasts like so much easier. Like, like it's like the weirdest thing where like, I, I think a lot of times we get caught up in the, we have to do everything. We have to be busy. The busier that we are, the more successful our business is going to be. This is not true. I am telling you right now, it's not true. I am not good at these things. I would rather give somebody money to be better at these things so that I can open up more time to do more things that I am good at. And that is when the success starts coming in, right? So I think that a lot of times, again, we think, well, well, I need this first, whether it's the time, the money, whatever. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes you need the who first. You need the thing that's going to help you. You need to make the decision that is going to open up the time for you. Um, And that doesn't necessarily have to be to grow your business. Maybe like your idea of success is spending more time with your family. Like maybe you have to let go of something in your business to be able to do that. Like you really have to figure out, first of all, what you want. And then what is no longer serving you? And like you said, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's something you don't enjoy or that's something that you don't love, but sometimes it's just not serving your future self anymore. Yes. Oh my goodness. Mic drop. I feel like that's, that's so, so true. And that's so, so good. And, you know, 
it, it is one of those things where I think if we distill it down, the thing that holds so many people back is, is that needing to feel busy all the time. And like, even as hairstylists, how many times do we hear brilliant people say, like, if you're spending all your time working in your business and you're not able to work on your business, then it's going to be a struggle to grow. And I think that's the case, but sometimes we get so caught up in that like day to day And like you said, sometimes it's things that you're like, I don't hate doing this. I could do this. You know, like it's, it's okay. Like I can do it. Um, and then you're, you're holding yourself back from having the time and the creativity and the mental white space to create and to really do what you're meant to be doing. And do you really want to burn out on shit you don't like? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, like. Every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. I love that line. I forget. I think um, my friend Sarah Marie told me that one and I love it because it's so, so true. It is true. And the other thing too, that I think it's important to consider, like as we're having this conversation, something that stuck out at me is like, when we think about time or money, we think we need to like find it. And at the end of the day, like you don't find it, you create it. it. Mm. You create it. Like <laughs> it's not that. gonna, it's not gonna just, oh, look, here's a ton of time falling into your lap. Like that happened once in our lifetime. I don't think it's gonna happen again. <laughs> right. So and it's interesting too. So the so the book, what I loved about the book and what really made me like so something you want to do something, right? What do you automatically do? You go, how do I do this? How do I get this? How do I make this happen? So you yeah. start researching, you start doing that, like you, you have to learn it, right? So it's taking so much time, so much of your time. Okay. But what if you start saying, who can help me make this? Who can help me create this? Who can help me? And you're like, oh shit. Well, Jody knows how to do this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can do it in 10 minutes when it's going to take me a week. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same as like, and that's exactly like for me with like bookkeeping, like that's such a huge thing is it? and even just like little admin tasks and stuff like that, the amount of, of, of growth that I've seen both personally and also like within my businesses, when I started, I started letting go of the things that I was competent at and even excellent at and realized that I'm not the only person who can do this. And what's interesting is I actually think that the quality has improved now because I'm able to have the time and the energy and the bandwidth to go deeper on the strategic part and on that, like, you know, because anyone who is in the marketing business or has has to market themselves, which is pretty much all of us at this point, knows that it is, it's a full-time job just to keep up with it, just to keep current, just to really make sure you're diving into what's new. And so what I realize is the more that I'm able to spend time in that zone of genius, the more that I'm able to almost zoom out. And I'm, for anyone who's into human design, I'm a projector. And I'm very much a projector. So like that, see, overseeing, guiding, like strategizing, all of that, that is where I thrive. And now that I've been able to train my team and, you know, rely on them to support me in some of the back end areas, it's had a better result for everyone, all of our clients, me personally, just like everyone. And it was a hard 
evolution, right? But had I never taken that risk, had I never been like, and another thing too, is it took way more time to train than doing it myself initially. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not that, and I still like to have my hands and things and like go through and do the editing and all of that type of stuff. But what my point is here is that sometimes the beginning of outsourcing, like sometimes it takes a little bit to get to have it feel easier. But what you're doing is you're almost creating time. And this is the same for like systems, um, all of those things. You are um, sacrificing time now in order to create more time later, or you're sacrificing money now to create more money later. And that's kind of how I think we need to start thinking about these things as we evolve and as we you know move into what we want to be doing for your future self, like you said. It's like the opposite of what I say about debt, right? Like, so I always say about debt, um, that you're borrowing from your future self. Yes. And it's kind of the opposite. Like you're just like yeah. preparing for your future self, you know, giving, you're giving your, to your future self. Yeah. You're giving yourself time back, right? Your yeah. future self time back. I want to switch gears for a second. I want to talk about, so you are retiring beauty brand boot camp. Did I say that correctly? I'm retiring it as a coaching program. So yes. yes, not unsure of what the future looks like for the curriculum, but yes, that is going to be 2023 is going to be the last year to go through Beauty Biz Brand Academy as a coaching program um, because I need to, like I said, create that white space for the other things that I'm excited about pursuing in 2024. So let me ask you this. So with the retirement of something that really, really helped build you, correct? Build yeah. your business, yeah. correct? 100%. Are you giving yourself time to grieve? That is such a good question. And honestly, I do. I have felt that. I have felt that grief. And a lot of it comes in the form of, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this something that I should even be considering? Like, but so I don't know that I have given myself permission per se, but it is something that I'm thinking about a lot. And I think you're right in terms of it will be something that I grieve because I launched the first iteration of beauty. It was at the time beauty brand bootcamp, but I launched it via Instagram story like three and a bit years ago. Um, and some of, so my first members, right. Of this program, one of them has hired the other as her mindset coach another has hired one of the other members as her virtual assistant. Awesome. One of them is coming on our Spain retreat next year. And so what's interesting is this gives me group, but it also gives me another thing because so many of the people in this program that were in the first round that were in the second round, when I look at a lot of the people who've gone through this, they've evolved. Mm. They've evolved since they took this program. Some of them have become educators. Some of them have, you know, stepped into different areas that wa they wanted more freedom. They wanted to be able to, and I think you can achieve like max freedom as a hairstylist. So I'm not saying that's the only way, but like some of them wanted to be able to work from, you know, the lake for three months in the summer and do all these things. So it has it, this has actually happened in the last couple of days, but I've kind of like gone through and been like thinking of these like dozens and dozens of stylists who've been through this program. And I'm like, they've evolved too. And so why am I denying myself permission to evolve? You know, um, 
And that was kind of a little bit of a wake up call, but I definitely, I definitely will. I'll take that to heart because I haven't really thought of it that way. And it has been my baby for so long, right? So much time, blood, sweat, and tears, love energy has gone into creating this thing, but you know, not everything is meant to be forever. And I'm really excited about the things that are on the horizon as well. So I do think I need to give myself a minute to, to get over that for sure. (laughs) I love that though. I mean, I think it's interesting, right? Because we have something that we created. We have something again, that has helped build a business or build us as, as humans. And, you know, I talk a lot on the podcast about, you know, um, personal growth, obviously everyone knows this. (laughs) And I think that what, what we need to realize is that our business is going to shift and our business is going to change as we grow as people. And that's going to look so different for everybody. Um, and, and it's going to look different with the market too. You know what I mean? Like that's also a big factor. So I cannot think of anyone in any industry that I have not watched evolve in one way or another. It's so true. And like I said, my beautiful um, assistant Tia, like she said, you know, like when you started your business, it was because of all these things you learned, like building a clientele, building your business behind the chair, all these things. And she's like, so now, like, of course you're drawn to help people with what you've learned, building out this coaching program and doing these lunches and all of these things, right. Building a podcast with, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads, like all of these amazing things that don't even seem real when I look back at it, because it's like, wow, the day it's like parenting the days are long but the years were short and like that's kind of how it feels so it is this whole it's just this whole shift and I'll be honest it was really like Misty knows I I really had a hard time with this decision but the more that I think about it and the more that you know that we talk and and the more people that I talk to the more it's like growth and evolution are natural. And I think the hardest thing, the hardest thing is, you know, when you see how much something has helped people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why that's for me, that's what's hardest to let go is like, you know, there, it has helped so many people and people have gotten these amazing results and I've seen them grow and blossom and all these things, but you know what the next iteration of whatever I do next, which stay tuned, because it's going to be pretty, pretty epic. I'm really excited. Um, but you know, I think it, it, that's, what's hard to let go of. And that's what I mean between it's not always a choice between something you hate and something you love. Sometimes it's a choice between two things you love. Yes. Oh yeah. That is so, that is so true. I, I love the conversation about pivoting because I just, you know, I'm, I'm one that has learned to pivot. I was not this person in the past. I was very comfortable where I was. I was scared to do something different. I was scared to let go of things. I was, I was scared of all the things. Right. But what I've learned is the more that you pivot, the more you get comfortable pivoting one, two, people don't pay as close attention to you as you think that they do. Right. Um, cause I'll talk about my pivots and people will be like, oh, you did that. And I'm like, wait, you didn't know that. Like, <laughs> I thought that's what the whole world was talking about because it's all about me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, and three, we don't realize how sometimes letting go of something can open up something else. And I think that's really what we're talking about here is, is figuring out whatever it is that is on your mind, this passion, what, whatever it is that you want to go all in on or, or you know, you want more of in your life, you're probably going to have to let something go to get it. 
and that's okay. And it, and it's okay yeah. if it's something that you like, but not as much, or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's okay if your feelings for it change. Um, and it's okay. This is literally Missy and Jody telling you that it's okay to pivot. This is your permission slip. It, yeah, exactly. And I don't remember who said this, but it was, it's something I read or something someone said, but basically like, you know, we ask for these like things and we like, we want, we, we make these like wishes and we work so hard for these things. And we, you know, ask the universe for help and we do all these things, but then we don't create space mm-hmm. to welcome in whatever that next thing is. And I think that's, that's a big part of it too. Right. Cause it, it, I think actually Dawn said this to me, um, that when you like, when you are taking a step, taking a massive step and you're like jumping over something big, you're going to have to like step off that platform before you reach the next one. Mm. And there's that quote that's like, one cannot, one cannot find new shores without consenting, or one cannot reach new lands without consenting to lose sight of the shore. Mm. And it's so true. Like it's, I think that's that release part of it, that like letting go it's not easy, <laughs> but you got to get comfortable sometimes with things that aren't easy if you want to grow. Yes. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? And really, I mean, grow and I mean, again, I kind of want to like reiterate that, that gr- the idea of the growth can also be opening up space for more family time or more Absolutely. downtime or more rest. Yeah. You know, because I think sometimes people hear conversations like this and they think, oh my God, I have to do more. I have to expand. I have to, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I think I'm very big on like talking people into becoming their highest potential for sure. I mean, that's the journey I'm on is like, I want to become the best version of myself, but that involves downtime with my family that involves not feeling guilty on vacation that involves like. So I don't want anyone listening to this to think, well, I got to let go of something so I can add something else that's going to be like work or, you know what I mean? Like for it sure. can also be kind of taking something away that opens up for the life that you want to live. Kind of like your, you know, your dream future self, like we said before. Yeah. It's so true. And I think again, like that, that ties back into like the two resources that you have. Right. And I actually think like fulfillment's like a major resource too. I know it's not technically a resource, but like that's something when I think about like time and money, I always think about like satisfaction and fulfillment and purpose. That's like, it's almost like a three tiered thing for me. And so like, whatever's going to move you towards one of those things, I think is growth, right? More time with your family is growth. Like any of those things, it's just like, whatever is your journey, whatever it is that you value and that you are looking to have more of in this season, because that could change as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and I hope it changes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I hope I, it changes. <laughs> I actually saw there's these two salon owners, educators, um, that made this announcement that they were actually stepping away from their education business to <laughs> spend more time on their salon, to spend more time with their families, all of the things. And like, I love that because I think it just gives you, it's like not even like our, our mutual friend, like stepped away from her salon, closed down her salon so that she was able to pour more time into these things. If you read Richard Branson, I'm obsessed. I read like his autobiographies and I just love it. I just think his personality is incredible. Um, and just like the way that he talks about things, but like, there's been times where he's like, "Mm, 
I have to step away from this to create room for this, or, you know, start these three things at once. And there's no one linear path. Like even, even if you look at one person's journey, there's more than one angle, even in one person's story. So let's allow there to be multiple iterations of what we value, multiple iterations of, of our direction and purpose in our lifetimes. Like this is something I had to really, I'm, I'm, teaching myself here. I'm preaching to myself. Like you have to allow yourself to change and grow because that's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And get the, get the idea of, you know, other people like the shoulds out of your head because half the time the shoulds are bullshit. Anyway, like I said, you know, me going from suite to booth rental, I mean, nobody said anything to me. And I had this idea that everyone thought I failed and I should, you know, what's the next step from a suite? It's opening a salon. Well, what's in that? You know what I mean? And and it's like, no, that's not the case. Like that's not, that's not my journey. So you got to listen. What is your journey and make it your journey and no one else's, no one else's. And the success path does not have to be linear. And sometimes like Sometimes it is about doing things because you want to, you know what I mean? Like starting, like partnering with um, one of my close friends to start a retreat company. Like that was a desire based decision. That was like, I want to make this happen. How can we make this happen? I've been saying since I was 18 years old that I wanted to make travel a part of my career. And, you know, I've really put, I think another thing to consider is like tenacity, right? When it comes, whenever you're having that conversation, I've said this my whole life. And just recently in the past, like, I mean, I did a brief stint as a rep, so that was a little bit of travel, but in the past, like two years, I have, you know, traveled across North America to speak at events. We're now traveling to Europe to host retreats. Like if you have a vision for something and you're prepared to just like do what it takes and pivot and switch and just like put your all into it. I just believe that people are capable of so much more than they think that they are, no matter what that goal is, no matter what that looks like for you. I could not agree more. I mean, we're scared to do things scared. We're scared to do things messy. You know, like I always say, start messy, but it's so much harder to do that than me just saying it. Right. Absolutely. Um, but I have found that every time I've started messy and I continue, like I didn't like, even when it got hard, I kept going. Cause you, you gotta, yeah. Oh, there's a hump, right? Yeah. There's that really hard part where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to give up. Yeah. I promise you, if you get over that, all that shit that felt hard is no longer yeah. hard. Now you're going to come up to a new hard and that's okay. You know what I mean? But it's, it's going to be so worth it. And all of the hard things get easier. It's a muscle. It's like, it's like exercise. It's the same thing. So start messy permission to pivot. I'm just going to put all these on t-shirts. Yeah. I love (laughs) it. Put on a coffee mug. I'll buy one. (laughs) So Jody, I love this conversation so much. Is there anything that you would like to end this with just kind of where you are with your business, kind of what we talked about, um, or just a message that you would like to leave with the listeners. Uh, I mean, I felt like we've left quite a few, but anything yeah. kind of you want to drive home at the end of this conversation? Yeah, I think when it comes to one thing I want to kind of just touch on is that sometimes the decision to pivot particularly, and this is, I'll be honest, like it's been an internal battle 
Um, because like I said, it's not choosing between something I don't want to do anymore that I just don't like or whatever. It's choosing between something, particularly when you start going down memory lane. And I think, you know, and even though that decision was really, really, really hard, really hard, once I made it, there was a light and it definitely gave me, even though nothing changed in the day to day, it gave me the permission to start dreaming again and to start thinking about these other things. And so I think for us as creatives, having permission to dream and have vision and all of those things is as important as the air we breathe. It really is. And so I think that's the one thing I would say is like, just because a decision is difficult, it's important to like really connect with your gut and figure out like, is this just like a voice that's keeping me stuck? That is the scared voice or, or do I really, really not want to make this decision? And just that internal knowing and really connecting with yourself and your own intuition is, is super crucial. And, and yeah, that's what I would say. That's what I want to leave you with. I love it. I love it. Jody. thank you so much. I'm excited for your next chapter. Um, I'll be along for the ride, as you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And just thank you for coming on here and having another honest conversation, you know, about life and business with me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. These are always my favorite talks. And I just, I just adore you. I just think you're, you're one of my favorite people, you know, this, and uh, I appreciate you having this conversation and, and having me on your platform. So thank you, Misty. Anytime, anytime. (laughs) Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.